your Locked On Coyotes. We're back your here daily on the Locked On Coyotes podcast. We've got a lot to get on to training camp Your team every opens. day. we got to look, look into a little bit of where are they now as we take a look at two former Arizona Coyotes players in Keith Yandel and Alex Galchenyuk. Plus, Eric Heaton has finally signed his contract with the Arizona Coyotes. So we're going to get to all of those things on today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlak. On today's episode of Locked on Coyotes, we got a great show for you guys on today's episode, but I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, including on YouTube, and of course, the 12 News app. We- like I said, we've got a great show. We're talking, you know, where are they now? We're going to look at a couple former Coyotes players. And in a little bit, we're also going to talk about Barrett Hayton and, you know, his contract details as well. But first, let's do a little bit of um, where are they now, Carl? First of all, let's go to, I guess, the very short bit because we want to get it out, you know, get this information out of the way. Former Coyotes forward Alex Galchenyuk has signed a PTO with Colorado Avalanche. Yep. Uh, PTO for Galchenyuk. I think that's the second year in a row that he has had a PTO. Um, I think that, you know, Colorado is a good pick for him. It's, you know, a team that could definitely use uh, a skilled player like him to add some depth. Uh, he's going to get a little bit more support than he had with the Coyotes. Uh, I do like to say that, like, you know, in a rebuild situation, it gives players a chance to show what they can do. Uh, but Galchenyuk, I think, needs a support system that he's going to get in Colorado, hopefully, more so than he could in Arizona. Absolutely. And, you know, I feel bad for him in in some ways, the fact that, like, you know, the, the, there's – like he's officially been memed on how many times he gets passed around the league. Yeah. He has played for, let's see, I have it uh six organizations so far, which isn't even that many compared to some of the other ones. Uh Montreal, Arizona, Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Ottawa, and Toronto. Um shortest tenure was eight games with the Ottawa Senators. Uh longest 418 games with the Montreal Canadiens over six seasons uh, with the Coyotes for two seasons, played 132 games. Um, and, you know, he definitely didn't look great last year with the Coyotes, but I think he still has something to offer. I mean, I think we kind of expected that again. He signed on the PTO. We didn't expect him to make any moves, like any crazy moves. We thought he was just going to be the guy to kind of help fill in, make a leadership role kind of teach the kids how it's done for a little bit and be like, all right, see ya. I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. And um, like I said, hopefully he fits in well with the Colorado Avalanche during, you know, preseason and training. Uh, I'd love to see him stay in the league. 
Absolutely. It will be cool to see him stay in the league, especially because the kind of guy that, you know, the kind of guy he, he is and the kind of player he is. But, of course, you know, Galchenyuk isn't the only player that we're talking on where are they now because Keith Yandel, Carl, was part of a day in which, like, three NHL players have announced their retirement from the league. So Keith Yandel was one, obviously uh, PK so PK Subin was another, and Zdeno Chara was another. But Keith Yandel, the former Coyote, um, and the current record holder for the longest consecutive games played, um, has retired. Yep. Uh, I was actually traveling. Uh, I was I was on vacation and I knew that something was going to happen. And the day that I travel back to, to Phoenix, I'm in Sky Harbor. I'm looking at my phone. I'm like, huh, P.K. Subban retired. Huh, Keith Yando retired. Oh, it's just Teo Chara retired too. Um, I was always a fan of Keith Yandel. Um, even, you know, when people were giving him crap, uh, it was a, you know, sign of being an Arizona Coyotes fan in the early 2010s that you were frustrated by Keith Yandel. Uh, the damn it Yandel uh, saying is, was a meme amongst Coyotes fans at the time. Uh, he played 558 of his 100, 1,109 games with the Arizona and Phoenix Coyotes actually just had like half a season with the Arizona Coyotes spent most of his time as a member of the Phoenix Coyotes, which just kind of shows like, you know, when his tenure was because the name changed, like, you know, it was 2014, but it Mm -hmm. feels like a while now it's, it's been what, eight years. Yeah, it's funny because like I've kind of always associated Keith Yandel with the um, with the Coyotes, and then like somehow like even 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 as the years went by, right? Yeah, just because like obviously the you know those early 2010s were some of the years in which I was very impressionable on hockey. So like I kind of like associated certain players with where they were, and Keith Yandel was one of the guys that I associated with with the uh, Phoenix slash Arizona Coyotes, and obvious and, and it's and it's yeah and that it kind of makes sense the fact that i that that's how my brain associates um even in the years past right as you go to 2016 and in 2015 2016 and beyond and it's just like oh that's right it's been a long time since he was a coyote yeah um you know one of the kind of staples of that rebuild was Keith Yandel being traded to the New York Rangers. It got the team, you know, picks. Uh, I forget who those picks were spent on. Uh, it got Anthony Duclair, who at the time was supposed to be a significant piece with the Coyotes. Uh, that ended up not happening. Um, but Duclair's kind of moving forward with his career. Uh, I think one of the more memorable moments last season was the Philadelphia Flyers being Yandel. And that Iron Man streak coming to an end. And honestly, once that happened, like that's kind of when I knew it was, it was probably over for Yandel. Uh, he finished up with, you know, a goal and 18 assists in 77 games for the Flyers. He was a minus 47. Like, you know, 
he ended his career with an Iron Man streak ending, but you could tell that his play wasn't really up to snuff anymore, which is disappointing. Absolutely. I'm trying to look at the trade history on that one to see what um, what went down on that one. And... There was because uh, it said the the Coyotes had a 2015 second round pick. I'm not sure if that was ended up being retraded away because the 2015 second round pick that the Coyotes ended up having was 32nd overall, and that was to draft Christian Fisher. Um. So in that trade, I'm seeing Anthony Duclair, John Moore, 2016 first round pick, number 20, conditional, which must have been part of a trade because it looks like it was drafted used on Dennis Chowalski. Did they trade both of those picks? It looks like. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's interesting seeing seeing those. Um, the trade other trees. Was, what's that? Uh, the oh, yeah, the trade, trade trees. Trade yeah. trees. You do gotta love them. Uh, the same can be said about the yeah the Coyotes pick uh, the, for, for their first round pick in 2016 because the trade that. Because they had two picks in 2016, but one says from Detroit. Gotcha. Okay. So they packaged the Rangers pick. Um, that was part of the deal uh, to uh, get uh, 16th overall. So that's what they drafted up to get Chikrin. They also um, sent Joe Vitale for the Pavel Datsuk contract. So... That's what that first round pick was happened with that, which, you know, good trade. I take that every day. Um, they also had a second round pick. Trying to figure out which one was that. I think that one might have a little more look into it, but that was the 2015 second. Yeah, don't, we gotta love trade, trade, trade trees. They, you know, they make things interesting because you gotta take a look. At, it's like, oh, how does it? How, how, like, how did that trade end up affecting the Coyotes to today? Yeah, because I mean, the Coyotes acquiring Jacob Chikrin—that is a significant thing. Like, oh, absolutely, I'll, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, trying to see if I can get the. That second rounder, though. We'll get that uh, later. We do it. We we uh, we are a little bit short on time, so um, we do got more to get to on this episode, though, because we are going to talk about Barrett Hayton because Barrett Hayton has a contract. We're going to get to that in just a moment, but first, I'm going to turn to Carl for a quick word. So I have a message from our friends at BetOnline because BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting information this season. You can find all the latest player developments, 
team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. And hockey, because that's coming up. Uh, you can head over to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so now let's continue this episode of Locked On Coyotes. As we finally say, we can take a little bit of a sigh of relief, Carl, because the final piece of well, of holdouts that we're waiting for for the Coyotes. Obviously, they still need a goaltender, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but the final holdout is finally signed. Barrett Hayton has his contract. He was signed to he he, uh, he agreed to a two-year deal with the Arizona Coyotes. Yep. Uh, two years, $3,550,000, which pretty good deal uh, for Hayton. He gets a little bit of an upgrade, uh, bridge deal. Um, so definitely still has something to prove, but he's you know making a little bit more money, which is always good when you're a young guy this like Hayton. This is 100% a prove-it deal. For Barrett Hayton, um, yeah, and I, I think a lot of us, like, like a lot of you guys, would probably be remiss if you didn't think he'd get a prove it deal otherwise, because like he played okay last year. I mean, take a step up, but the thing is, I, th- I think uh, Bill Armstrong still has a massive question mark surrounding him. It's like, what kind of role is he going to play in during this rebuild? Yeah, definitely, and you know. He hasn't really done much to show that he earned anything more than a prove-it deal. Like, mm-hmm. because I could definitely see, you know, if he had, like, a stellar rookie season, if he was, like, in the Calder conversation, anything like that, you could be like, okay, that necessitates, like, a major pay grade term. I think Hayton's going to be a good player, but I don't know how good um, so I'm fine with like a shorter deal. Now you do find there is a bit of a risk with a private deal. Uh, we talked about PK Subban earlier. He famously won the Norris trophy on a bridge deal and got paid afterwards. So like mm-hmm. that could potentially happen. Although I don't see Hayton winning any major trophy. No, um, Especially because the next two years, I don't see him anything outside of just being a a a two C. Yeah, I mean, I think the award that Hayton always had like the biggest potential of winning was maybe a Selkie, but he's years away from that. Yeah, he is years away from a Selkie. So yeah, that that but like just his style of play like he's not winning a rocket richard anytime soon uh i don't think he's going to be like any kind of mvp yeah but so no yeah. rocket richard no art ross no heart no ted Lindsay. he's not going to get any of those like yeah uh maybe he's a good guy maybe he gets a uh, uh what's the one the, the lady bing oh lady bing maybe maybe yeah. <laughs> 
But Maybe I mean, Bill Masterson. <laughs> sure. I mean, I hope not. Uh, that that would require something pretty significantly bad to happen to him. But <laughs> true, true. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the one trophy I would not wish on any kind of player. <laughs> Uh, you got a fair point. You have a very yeah. fair point. But I mean, I, I think this is great. Um, it'll be interesting to see like kind of where he slots in, but I'm glad he's not missing any time at training camp. That's always very important. Like training you know, camp if he, like officially on ice just starts today, by the way. Did we kind of give that as the deadline for when things when to be concerned about hating training camp? No, um, no, I don't think so. I think we said like not, not necessarily concerned, but kind of like raise a little bit more alert, kind of like pay closer attention. I may have said at one point then to someone because that was kind of where I was at. Like, if something doesn't happen by training camp, what's going on here? Yeah, but we're glad he got it done. He got it done right before training camp was set to open. Um, so like. Good on it. Good on that. You know, really good. The yeah. fact that you know you got you, you got a deal done. Yeah, like you know, Bill Armstrong has not had the easiest off season. Like, sure, Lawson Kraus like took a bit of time. Kind of, it really came down to the wire. Literally, like I think reports are, was like in the arbitration room itself, and now Hayton just before training camp, um, kind of setting the tone as Bill Armstrong is a is someone who's not afraid to like take it to the last minute. Um, although I am kind of curious if like, you know, players are going to begin to kind of perceive him as a, you know, someone who blinks at the last minute or, or what that's going to be like, because he is a good at a game of chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because ultimately I think Kraus gets what he wants. Um, and I would say the team got what they want with this one. But, you know, I, I don't know what Hayton was looking for. I don't know what Kraus was looking for. So, I don't know. It's just I, interesting to see Armstrong's, like, negotiation style seem to develop. It really is It really is different than what a lot of us are used to, right? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's for sure. I mean, because, like, honestly, like, looking at this, moving forward, we are – I know I'm going to be like a little bit less concerned with things getting down to the wire when it comes to, you know, the moves that Bill Armstrong makes. Uh, that being said, the second he gets burned in one of those situations, um, you know, that's going to be significant. But for right now, he seems to be like the type of negotiator who's going to be like, all right, we'll we'll let this play out. We'll let it keep going. Like, I don't need to accept a deal right now. We're on my time. Yep, they def, def, definitely on his own schedule. We're going to talk a little bit more about Barrett Hayton in a little bit, but I do want to let you guys know that on tomorrow's episode, speaking of, um, you know, kind of negotiation tactics, we're going to, tomorrow's episode, we are going to talk about Clay, uh, at, excuse me, we're going to be talking about Jacob Chikrin. My brain is tired. Uh, we're going to be talking about Jacob Chikrin because he said some things on Wednesday that. You guys are guys. You guys are going to want to hear, um, or maybe you don't want to hear it, but you might have. You might unfortunately have to. But we're going to talk about that and break it down on tomorrow's episode of Lockdown Coyotes. So be sure to stay locked in. But let's get back to 
a little bit more on Barrett Hayton because obviously he's on a prove it deal. Um, and, you know, he's not one of Bill Armstrong's picks, really. Like, you know, so he wasn't really, you know, so he's just kind of sitting there, right? You don't like, how does he fit into this rebuild? I mean, that's the kind of the question, right? And how does, you know, that look down the road? Because someone asked me this, you know, a while back, and I tried to fit Barrett Hayton into the top six in a few years down the road, uh, given the fact that, you know, in a few years, you're going to eventually want, you know, Logan Cooley, Dylan Kenther, Connor Geeky, and those guys, you know, in the roster. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, if Hayton continues to develop as a center, I think he is second C. Uh, I think he has that over Geeky. Um, at this point in, you know, just in terms of where I see the team going. Um, that's kind of, though, based a lot on, you know, where Hayton seemed to be projected to go and where, like, he is projected to be. Because it, it does seem to be like, you know, the team went for size during the last draft, and Geeky is part of that. So... Does the team substitute like maybe a size player over a player like Barrett who has the skill? Um, I'm not really sure, but I think he should be a second center uh, behind Cooley in a few years. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, the idea that I kind of put in fourth, and I was a kind of like in the – when trying to fit Hayton in this, um, in, into this, I actually put also put him as a second C. And I'm like, but you know what also would look cool? Because you still do want Conan Geeky as a top six forward. He seems like the guy that can easily slide on over to the wing. So, yeah. like, especially because you can imagine, you know, Geeky alongside Hayton. I think something like that can work out. That would look pretty, actually pretty fun. Yeah, potentially. Um, I could see Geeky kind of moving to the wing. I could, you know, potentially see Hayton moving to the wing if, if that's what the team needs. Because let's say the Coyotes, you know, knock on wood, not trying to curse anything. Let's say they get a future number one C at this year's draft. Um, and there's like three players I could be talking about, I guess. Mm. So, yeah. Like, at, at you know, at that point where you have like you know player X top, stick Logan Cooley as two. Do you put both Geeky and Hayton on the wings, or do you and just decide like, hey, you can never have enough centers, or do you be like, all right, we're gonna ship out Hayton for for like a package, maybe like sure up the defense. Honestly, if the Coyotes are man, you know, managed to get a franchise C in the next draft, then that does seriously beg the question on what you're going to do with, um, with that because with, with Barrett Hayden, because think about those who can play center. Um, cause Nick Schmaltz can technically still play center. Uh, Logan Cooley can play is, is going to be a center. Um, yep. Barrett Hayden can be center. Connor geeky, can be center and uh hypothetical. best player in the world travis boyd uh can be center <laughs> um and uh, also hypothetical draftee 
in the next year's draft is going to be franchise level. Like, there's not a lot of space. Like, you can't just you can't just say, yeah, you know what, we're just going to put um, Hayton at third C, and because at what point does that accomplish anything? I mean, if the Coyotes did become a team with like three hard hitting centers, like that's how you win championships. Like it, I would say if Connor geeky is your third line center, which potentially, you know, could be that in a couple of years, that's a really strong lineup. And, you know, I, I don't really think that if the Coyotes are in a position like that, they need to go the route of having a traditional line, third line, just to have three lines of, of, of like players who are going to beat the crap out of you um, or score all the goals on you. Like that, that's all you need. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I think it might also be in this, in the case where Barrett, Barrett Hayden doesn't want that. He wants yeah. to be in a place where he can be, where he can make an impact. Yeah. Although like, you know, would you rather be on the top line of the New Jersey Devils or the fourth line of the Tampa Bay Lightning? You got a good point there. Yeah, it's a very good yeah. point. Um Yeah. Yeah. Uh I think Hayton's case, you know, obviously he still would. I think he's, he seems like the kind of player that would want to make, that would want to make, you know, a name for himself. I mean, yeah. he was a first I will, pick. So, yeah, top five. Um, I, I will say this about Hayton: like the big difference between him and a player like Geeky, uh, a player like the hypothetical player the Coyotes could draft next year, um, is he is in the league now. Uh, like Cooley is probably going to be, you know, he's going to be at least a year in the NCAA, potentially two. It wouldn't, you know, shock me if Logan Cooley decided they wanted to do a second year. Uh, plan for Connor Geeky to be in juniors. Like, I don't see him making the jump right away. It just doesn't work with the Coyotes' timeline. Probably doesn't work with his timeline developing. Like, Hayton is the player who's going to be there now. So when a player like Cooley makes it to the NHL, in let's say you know three seasons from now, he is making Cooley's making his NHL debut. You can put like him in like a sweet spot and like have him get the easy minutes. Well, you got Barrett Hayton, who's like at that point just a veteran on this team, getting those top line minutes, playing the hardest ones. Like that that works in Barrett Hayton's yeah. favor and developing want, at you least just don't want to make sure that you put logan cooley in the wrong spot yeah because they're because old iterations of the coyotes will put you know a center that they draft in the first round on the fourth line and not give them any minutes at all yeah like you don't want that. You, I mean, like you're not gonna throw him to the wolves his first season, but you're gonna no. put him in a chance to su- succeed. Like, you know, I think that's one of the things that they did really well with Clayton Keller's first year. Like they kind of like made it so he could succeed. Uh, the problem was like you didn't have anything that second year. Like because at that point, you know, he's expected to be 
doing everything. Like Barrett Hayton is going to be that kind of rock through the transition for players like Cooley, players like Geeky, like, and that that's a good thing. It's a good thing that the Coyotes have a center to serve as, you know, at worst a stopgap, but at best a, a big piece of this franchise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you make you, you make some good points on that, and it will be interesting to see how it works out because the um the Coyotes in a few years, I think in general. We're gonna look really good because I'm, and obviously, you know, I can throw another hypothetical out there that will completely throw this through an even more bigger loop. Is you know having a hypothetical kid come home? Um, yeah, that that would definitely be another thing. <laughs> it does. It really does. And you know, at that point, you build around it, and. Like I said, like a player could get traded to to shore up another area. Like, you know, I think the Coyotes are going to need some work in their blue line in the next couple of years. Maybe you get, uh, I was going to say maybe you trade for a goaltender, but I am not trading uh, a player for a star goaltender. That seems like a recipe for failure in today's NHL. Yeah, no, I don't think, yeah. You're 100% right on that. 100% right on that. Any final thoughts you want to share before we close things off on this episode? I'm just glad I got done before training camp. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Anyways, that's going to be it for today's episode of Locked On Coyotes. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review. To like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcasts including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter, LO underscore Coyotes. I am personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Carl Pavlock is at Carl Pavlock FFH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have, we might answer right back, or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in today's episode. I hope you guys are staying safe out there. I hope you guys are staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. <laughs>